The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. All right. Hour number two has begun here today on this Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties around the state of Mississippi. The Phoenix texted us on their country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. And uh, Phoenix said, okay, just so you know, Matt, when Chicken Hawk comes on, I turn off the radio for a few minutes. Well, look, Phoenix, as long as you turn it back on, as long as you turn it back on, that's all we really care about. Just don't turn us off completely. Always come back. I'm here. JB's here. Most importantly, you are here. Lots of ways for you to be a part of this show. The aforementioned text line. So text away. 885-885-3776 or 885-ESPN. Call me on the Divinity phone. You can be like Chicken Hawk. Some may like it. Some may not. That's fine. The Divinity equipment phone line. 995-1059. 601 number. 995-1059. Hey, look at here. The homecoming queen brought some snacks. What do I have? Did you just say, look at him? Look at him! <laughs> yes! Hey, you know what she See, brought this me? this is the bad part Thank about you. you and I not being in the studio together. Oh, I don't know. There ain't enough for you anyway. Uh, uh, but if you were, if we were together, then maybe we'd get enough. You know what I'm saying? Like we'd get a... Well, that'd be like that chicken I brought, Beeve and Brooks. <laughs> there's a banana. That's why it would take it all. All right, there's a banana, right? Oh, cool. Healthy. Got Very a diet, good diet assume, yeah. Coke here. But also, a bowl of this mix... She, every year, when it becomes fall, like, you know, we've already had the first day of fall. Yeah, it was yesterday. And the temperature cools off, starts to feel like fall, and she goes and gets pumpkins and starts decorating around outside with pumpkins and mums and, all you know, all the fall stuff, right? And she oh. makes this little mix, of, and it is uh, Chex Mix, candy corn, pretzels, and it's got marshmallows in it, too. All in one, mixed up in one bowl. I think our wives might be kin somehow. <laughs> Sounds like what, what Leanne does around the house. Mm -hmm. She decorated the house completely on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I left to go to Live Oaks. I get home late that night, and it's been transformed into fall kingdom. <laughs> totally different. Yep, same oh, yeah. here. <clears throat> same here. And like she came home. snacks, man. She came home with pumpkins, and then... Today came home with a whole bunch more pumpkins. Hey, you know what's funny? I'll tell you this before. And we're by the way, if you're tuned in, in like two minutes, we're going to talk with Brett Norsworthy from Sports 56 in Memphis. He is a pregame postgame host for Ole Miss football on their radio network. They're hosting Florida. He's going to have a long day, early day uh, for him on Saturday. Can't wait to talk to Brett. There is, I promise you, there's nobody that's more excited about Ole Miss hosting Florida than he is. And I can't wait to talk. That's coming up. But JB, let <laughs> me tell you what she did. Several years ago, of course, we've been in this house for almost 10 years now. When we first moved in, our front yard is very sloped. It's very hilly out there, okay? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we had these pumpkins, these little pumpkins by the front door. 
and somebody kept stealing the pumpkin. Uh-uh. And it was gone, and then so she got another pumpkin, put it out there by the front door. Well, that one's gone, too. <laughs> well, as it turns out, and, and she said, why would somebody come up to our front door and take the pumpkin? It was sitting right there on the, you know, the little brick steps right by the, why would they right. do that? Right. It, she was perplexed for two days until one day. I drove down the hill to the bottom of the cul-de-sac, and there laid two pumpkins. <laughs> and I'm talking, it's 200 yards down there. Ain't no Peter, Peter pumpkin eater. It's at least 150 yards. It may be 200 yards to the bottom of that hill. Those pumpkins, Were they all beat up and mashed up? Not really. They rolled off, apparently at some point, right on down the yard, hit the road, and pew, right on down the hill. That's and, crazy. And we were out here accusing people of stealing pumpkins. <laughs> you, had, you had pumpkin haters. The only thing stolen was gravity. Is the only thing that stole our pumpkins. That's a true story. Thanks for the snacks, homecoming queen. I'll eat them during the commercial break. We're going to talk with Brett in a little bit. What does it say here? Before we talk to Brett, the Phoenix, he's the one that told us he turns off the radio when Chicken Hawk calls. But he said, honestly, though, Matt, you have to agree that Hawk's voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Well... The thing is, look, I'll, yes, okay, let's put it this way. If he calls four times to the show, two of those calls, two out of the four, you get done with it and you're like, what just happened? What did we even talk about for literally three and a half to four minutes? On and on and on. That's the way you feel about two of his four calls. But the other two, he will say something really funny. <laughs> really genuinely funny. <laughs> like needing a D9 Caterpillar to get that woman up in the cab of his truck back in his single days. Like, for instance, <laughs> when he called us and imitated Coach O, and the first thing out of his mouth was, look at him. I'm like, it's not a Coach O impression if you still say look at him. I mean, you know, he will genuinely say funny stuff, two out of the five. So he's batting 500. To me, that's good enough. That's better than I do. I don't bat 500 on the show. About one out of three shows here are interesting. Be honest. And y'all let me come back. We got to let him come back. He's batting 500. Man, he's batting 1,000, though. Batting 1,000. Every time he's on this show, people love it. People want to hear more from him. So, look, what's the old... I'm, I'm a child of the 80s. I remember the TV commercial that said, you asked for it, you got it, Toyota. <laughs> so you got it. Brett Norsworthy from Sports 56 in Memphis. He is the pregame, postgame host for Ole Miss football on the radio. And he's going to have an early day, a long day and an early day this Saturday. And he's on your radio right now. Brett, it sure is good to talk to you on what is, as of right now, game week. Hope you're doing well. Doing well, Matt. It's great to talk to you. And I am looking forward to Saturday as all of us, I think we, we are. And it was long tortured process to get here and, and there was some dark old days of may and june where i was really doubtful that we would but we got here and maybe maybe we can pull it off and 14 teams can all get in 10 games and and call it a season well and you know as you're talking about it brett i was thinking about one of the recent times that i texted you uh my i'd making a i'd made a trip to oxford with my wife she went and took and walked us around the Grove, and I looked at that stage there, you know, where y'all do the pregame show, 
And, and I'm just trying to think of what the scene is going to be like with the weather on Saturday, because I think you may need long sleeves. It may be that cool on Saturday morning. Matt, I can tell you, my advanced age and my cold-bloodedness, I always need long sleeves <laughs> on. <laughs> I, 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 I freeze to death in the, in the, in the Mojave, so I'm going to have on long sleeves, but we won't be in the Grove. Nobody will be in the Grove on Saturday. We're going to be in the the south end zone area, kind of between the two locker rooms okay. in, in, in that area. And it, it'll be a work in, 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 in the process, a work in progress on Saturday, and Looking forward to it. You, you, you were using the baseball analogies. You know what it would say on the back of my baseball card, don't you? What's that? Light hitting, slick fielding. <laughs> uh, well, but, you know, let's, let's see. Um, that's better than most. You know, if you've got a baseball card, that's saying something in and of itself, though, Brett. That's all I'm saying. It, since we're using the analogies. I would have kind, of, kind, of kind of would have been Freddie Potek of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that name. That is great. Isn't that great? Thank you, Brett, for dropping <laughs> Freddie Potek. I hadn't heard that in forever. Well, and also about the same height. I think he was about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, yeah, yeah. Dude could do it all. Yeah, that's but, maybe a Maybe a buddy Biancolana. Oh, get out. Yeah, a little Royals reference. Yeah. <laughs> that's but great. both Royals. Freddie Potek yeah. finished up the Royals oh, yeah. starting with the Pirates. Yeah. So are, you, are you a big KC fan? No, 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 not at all. Okay. And less of a Don Dinkinger fan from 85. There you go. <laughs> Well, I think Matt want to talk football with you. My well, bad. I'm focused on this weather. I'm like Brett. I'm very cold-natured. I stay cold all the time. Um, all the time. But I'm looking at this. Okay, Saturday in Oxford, a high of 80, a low of 62, only 20% chance of precip, and partly sunny, part- mostly sunny all day. It's going to be a beautiful day for football. It will be, and the first time Ole Miss will be opening against an SEC opponent since 2013, and that was quite the opposite that night in Nashville against Vanderbilt, the Jeff Scott miracle play at the end of that game to start the 2013 season. And that night when that game ended and we left at midnight, it was still like 98 degrees. So Saturday we, w- we will get going. It will be the, uh, the only September game Bar Ole Miss, and that'll be the first time since 1948 that Ole Miss has only played one game in the month of September. And ironically, in 1948, that one game was against the Florida Gators. So Dan Mullins, another return back to Mississippi, and I don't have to tell you what a great job he did at State. You saw every every down of it, every ounce of it, and the great job he's off to at Florida. I mean. Already in year three, he won 10, then he won 11. He beat Michigan in a bowl game. Then he turned around and won an Orange Bowl against Virginia last year. He's got it going. He's got it going with Kyle Trask, who probably wasn't going to be his quarterback until Felipe Franks went down late at Kentucky last year. But we know that Dan Mullen can coach the most important position in all of team sport at a high, high level, and that's quarterback. You know, That's why you guys married the homecoming queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, maybe, you know, God kind of smiles on us or something. Heck, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what it is. But I do know this. I, I would probably go so far as to describe Dan Mullen as a coach, and I'm looking at as a head coach at State and now at Florida, and I might even describe the results and just everything as, you know, unspectacularly consistent. Am I shorting him, or do you think that's accurate? 
man, I, I think it's a little a, a little rough on him because okay. you know what he had what he had to what he had to build at state. What he did, I go back to a Thursday night game against Kentucky and an open field tackle by Kendrick Marcus. If that Kentucky back running back gets by him, mm-hmm. if, if Kendrick doesn't get him to the ground, State probably loses that game. And who knows with the modern administrations and how 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 they do things with with boosters kind of cracking on them. Sure. That State might have might have really impeded the growth of, of Dan Mullen both there at State. And now, ultimately, for him at Florida, he's going to win a national championship at Florida. It's just a matter of when, not if. He's going to win the East. He might win the East this year. I don't have him winning the East this year. I have their only loss being in the cocktail party, and it will be in Jacksonville to to Georgia. But, you know, we were thinking a few years ago that Kirby might really lap the field in the East. Yeah. Uh, not so fast. I mean, Dan Mullen is, has made up ground. The, the floor is kind of his in the state of Florida right now with Mike Norvell new at FSU and Manny Diaz, a fairly new second year at, at, at the U. And, you know, one of the more overrated things after ever Miami win, it's always the overreaction of the U being back. You know, when everybody's back, whether it's Texas or Notre Dame or the U or those Alabama years that people were wondering if they were back, Mm-hmm. You're back when you have to quit telling people you're back. <laughs> right, when they stop asking the question. That's a great point. Brett Norsworthy on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't, at Brett Norsworthy. Sports 56 in Memphis in the afternoons, and you can hear him pregame, postgame uh, host for Ole Miss football on the radio. Brett, uh, Ole Miss and Florida haven't played just a ton over the years. I was looking at this over at Winsipedia, uh, Florida, if Florida could win, they would tie the overall series 12 to 12, Ole Miss with a slight lead. I was there in Oxford as a recruit back in 94 for one of those when uh, the year that Joe Lee Dunn was the interim head coach and he went up against Steve Spurrier in Oxford. I was sitting up in the end zone as a recruit that day. Nice, nice. I, I was there that day. I was not on the Ole Miss crew that then, but I was there covering the game for WXBQ. And if you remember late in the game, Steve Spurrier tacked one on just for good measure. And on the other side, Joe Lee Dunn kind of gave him the, mm. the palms up to the sky. Of, you know, what's up, man? I'm the interim. I took over a tough situation, and <laughs> you're tacking one on at the end. But, but you know, Coach Spurrier that day was trying to sort out really who he wanted at quarterback. It was the whole, you know, the Terry Dean, Danny Werfel thing. And he finally landed on Danny Werfel, and that was a match made in heaven. I used to love their relationship and how Coach Spurrier would just go crazy at Danny Werfel and Danny Werfel would just take it and accept it you know because his confidence was so strong and I think Danny Werfel's dad was a career military guy so you know tough hard-nosed upbringing and maybe a good you know you know what you and really didn't bother Danny Werfel and he'd just roll with it and and (laughs) made the magic happen for Coach Spurry but I was there that day and then Florida was back during the Rex Grossman years and Eli Manning got a big upset Against them, and then in 2007, the last time Florida was in Oxford, Tim Tebow's Heisman Trophy year. That day, Seth Adams played really well mm-hmm. against uh, against Tim Tebow. He he outpassed him. He threw for over 300 yards, but Tebow on the ground was just too tough. I mean, there were big you know rocket shots against him. I mean, guys coming up you know from 15 yards deep and and, and launching big shots on Tebow, and like everybody else, the Rebels just couldn't get him on the ground. And lost nearly thirty to twenty-four that year. So first time for them back in Oxford in a while, and and they were scheduled to come this year to Oxford anyway, even with the the, 
the, the new recalibrated schedule, but it's the opener, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Ole Miss opened the 92 season against an SEC opponent in Oxford with a win over Stan White and Auburn. But Saturday, you know, the odds makers have posted a pretty big number. That's that's big for a road favorite on opening for an opening game to be that big a favorite. Yeah, I agree with you. Brett Norsworthy on your radio right now. Um, and, and Brett, you mentioned it, uh, the rotation and the schedule. I just had it on my mind. I was thinking about it. I know um, Coach Saban gave another quote, I think it was yesterday, uh, a, a vote of confidence, a vote in favor of the league going to 10 conference games. He's He's been harping on wanting to change it. You've covered this league for a long time. Do you think that th- this is something that they – ought to consider or legitimately will consider, and that is after this season getting away from that eight conference games every year, maybe adjusting the schedule rotation? Yes and yes, but the okay. commissioner has already said next year and the schedule is, is soon to be out. You know, usually we get next year's schedule really in the month of September. We really probably would have already had it, but I think what Coach Saban's doing is, is classic art of the deal. He probably knows that 10 is, is unattainable, but he wants eight, and, and that would be the, the natural uh, compromise is to, to, to go to nine. And I think for everybody else, the scheduling, that it, it, would, it would be natural. So we have nine SEC games. Then everybody's tenth game would be that mandated uh, Power Five game, you know, like Mississippi State's going to play Oklahoma State, I think, in a few years, and, and Ole Miss going to go to USC and play, have a thing with them in a few years. So that's your tenth game. Your eleventh game. I wish it would be somebody in the neighborhood. And I know most ADs probably don't want to do this because you're scared to death of even one out of six or seven or eight of losing to them. But I promise you the sun would come up. I wish everybody would just get out a map and figure out where can everybody go on a, on a tank of gasoline and, and mm-hmm. teams play Tulane and Southern Miss and Memphis and Arkansas State and Middle Tennessee and Troy and UAB. And teams like that, Tulane, if I didn't mention them, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, teams in the neighborhood that you can go play. And then that 12th game, play the FCS teams. I I had been opposed to playing FCS, but, Matt, I think FCS needs to be supported and defended and helped for how they have held tough during this. There was a lot of FCS teams that could uh, could have not tried to dress out for the 2020 season They've held up. I think they should be rewarded. Brett Norsworthy on your radio. That's a great point. And speaking of the FCS, I just have to ask you, it's my first chance to talk to you since. What do you think about prime time coming to Jackson State? Well, it's going to be exciting next year. You know, usually every year in Memphis, Fred Fred Jones puts on the Southern Heritage Classic game between Tennessee State and Jackson State. I've been able to go twice. I haven't been able to go in the last 12, 13 years because I'm always busy with Ole Miss, and that usually falls on week two, and you rarely have an open date mm. in the second playing date. But next year, if the schedule worked out, and I could be there, because I promise you, the tailgating scene, the pageantry scene is so fun, and I love what Deion Sanders now could highlight at historical black colleges and universities. And you've got to think that, that he, he's thinking, you know, down the road, if he can win here and then maybe go to another job. Look, ultimately, I think he wants to end up at Tallahassee and take a take a shot at FSU, and, and who knows, maybe ultimately he wants to be coach of the Dallas Cowboys someday or one of the teams he played for mm-hmm. in, in the NFL. But he, he wants to coach. He knows he's got to go out and, and kind of prove it. And you go back and you look at Jim Harbaugh. I mean, Jim Harbaugh just didn't go from 
the NFL to to Michigan with with a pit stop at Stanford and, and the National Football League. His first head coaching job was San Diego, not San Diego State, but San Diego, the Toreros. Yeah. And then I think he went to Western Kentucky, and then the uh, then the Stanford, then the San Francisco 49ers, and ultimately to his alma mater. So unlike college basketball, where you can kind of play. With or you can you can coach with a, a very thin head coaching resume. Football is not that way. You mm-hmm. you got to you got to go out and show you you can do it. And Deion Sanders, I think he can do it. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun for the state. You know, it'll be fun for that stadium in Jackson to ha- have that kind of excitement. It's going to be great. Hey, Brett, it is just a pleasure to get to talk to you uh, on what is game week. I'll be tuning in. Can't wait to hear your broadcast before the ball game Saturday morning. I'll be listening in from Baton Rouge. Thank you for your time, and I hope you have a great week. Matt, thank you for having me, and y'all be safe on your travels. And I know you're going to see a very different-looking Tiger Stadium, but it should be fun. And, and the, the Mike Leach era underway, I, I, I'll be listening following your game as well. Thank you for having me on, Matt. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. That's Brett Norsworthy, uh, our old friend uh, from Sports 56 in Memphis, and people all over the state. Y'all get to listen to him pregame, postgame. Uh, for the Ole Miss Football Radio Network, and he'll be in action. Most of those pregame shows begin somewhere in the neighborhood of about two hours before kickoff. So you have 11 a.m. kick, Florida at Ole Miss on Saturday. So see, I mean, they'll be on the air for pregame right around 8.30, a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. Football all day starts at 11. They'll get done in the mid-afternoon, and then postgame up until dinner time. Usually is kind of how that works. But you heard him say things are going to be different. You don't have the people in the Grove. They won't be on the stage. They're going to do their pregame show from inside the stadium in the end zone. Everybody in the country dealing with stuff like that. But that train is moving down the track. Slowly but surely. Enjoyed that chat with Brett Norsworthy. All right, I'm Matt. JB's here. You're here. That's what we need. We'll keep it going next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stay with me. All right, thanks to Brett Norsworthy from Sports 56 in Memphis and uh, Ole Miss pregame, postgame radio for jumping on the show with us. We kind of looked at Florida just a little bit. You know, just touching on it. Uh, you know, right now going in, I think we've had months and weeks of previewing, and anybody that's interested could read any number of previews and look at stats and that kind of thing. And, you know, the thing that stands out to me is, yeah, there's going to be some fans there. How many? I don't know. But, there be, you know, a few fans there. There will be crowd noise. Therefore, there will be some electricity, uh, whether it's full or not, uh, which is great. But so much different, you know. Like I, I still wasn't even thinking about it when I asked the question. But yeah, they're not going to have anybody tailgating there in a the grove. So their pregame show is just going to be in the stadium, you know, in terms of pregame radio. And you have kickoff at eleven. A couple teams that have not played each other a whole bunch, but Ole Miss leading the all-time series twelve games to eleven. A chance for Florida to tie that up. It'll be 11 o'clock on ESPN. The debut of Lane Kiffin, which uh, a lot of intrigue there. Dan Mullen bringing a team back into Oxford. So it's going to be fun. And I think we get into next week. You think about it. We're just going to watch one game for everybody. But given the time of year and a shortened season, we're really going to come out of that thinking we know a lot about these teams, don't we? And we still may not, but we're going to think that for sure. 
At least I think we will think that. <laughs> I think we will think that. Y'all text me on the country, please, in text line. 885. That means you're thinking, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Y'all text me at 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Just for fun, on this day in 1986, this show made its debut on NBC. Don't watch a lot of Matt Locke. Uh, a little bit, not a whole lot. I mean, that, that was just, that was my first year being married, and I was at seminary, and my wife was teaching school. And you didn't have a lot of time for TV. No, we were living in a small seminary apartment that had, like, orange shag carpet, <laughs> three feet long. And I'd wake up in the mornings, and the roaches would be eating my plates. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Where'd you go to seminary? New Orleans? South, no, well, I did. I, I got my uh, my doctorate at New Orleans, but I got my master's at uh, Southwestern out in Fort Worth. Okay, out in Fort Worth. <clears throat> As a wee whippersnapper, um, <laughs> my dad was at the seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And so we lived there until I was, you know, maybe uh, three, maybe three. Right. My sister was actually born there in Louisville, Kentucky. There. Yeah, you know I actually what I went up and checked that out, uh, but they didn't have it all I knew. I was going into youth ministry, and I got you. Southwestern was way more advanced at that time for, for youth ministry. Stuff, youth so ministry. I got yeah. you. I, I, you know, I have these very, it's, it's crazy, 40 years ago, but I have these vague memories of certain things of it that just stick with you your whole life, you know, even from that age. I've seen pictures, but I do remember it little um kind of dupe one of those little duplex things you know like on the yeah. campus of the just a little box a little white box with a couple of rooms in it that we lived in had an upstairs and we were always outside and i remember snow there was always big snow in louisville it seemed like uh every year but I, remember, I was right there in the middle of the summertime and it seemed like it didn't get dark till 10 o'clock is that right yeah because it's right on the eastern and the central time zone uh-huh no that makes total sense Look, uh, so Matlock, my mother-in-law just texted me. This, they love Matlock. Yeah, yeah. I love Andy Griffith. Right. See, to me, like any time I've ever even watched Matlock, it was to watch Andy Griffith. It wasn't necessarily to watch Matlock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but like, it's we like were t- he grew out of being a sheriff and became a private eye. Right. How about this? On this day in 03, NCIS premiered on CBS. Pretty big deal there. NCIS. Isn't that a big, yeah. isn't that a, you know? Yeah, I love, I, we still watch that. Now, my wife and I on Tuesday nights, we, that's what we watch. We watch the NCIS lineup. Okay. 2002, first season of CSI Miami. David Cruz. Began. On uh, this day in 92, Mad About You aired. Good show. Very good show. See, I'm not familiar with Mad About You. I don't know. Like, I watched a lot of TV, but, man, I missed a lot. Every time these things pop up, I'm like, I missed that one, I missed that one. I missed... Go back and watch them. They'd all be new to me. I'm really furious, though. What are you mad about? I'm mad about you. No, I'm not. I'm really furious <laughs> that, about me? that Netflix <laughs> took away Coach. Oh, no. Coach used that. to be on there. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Minnesota State Screaming Eagles. 
Dauber. Yeah, it was Jerry a great Van show. Dyke. Jerry Van Dyke. He was great. <laughs> I, there's this one uh, in you know the beginning of the show was always funny. That's like where Jerry would really shine. Right. What what was his name on the show? Uh, what was it, Coach uh, Luther? Yeah, L- he was Luther Van Dam on the show. That was his name, Luther Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> and he he busts in the room, and the other kind two like coaches Kramer. are yeah, like Kramer. He busts in the room, and Dauber and and Coach are sitting there. Uh, Hayden Fox on the show are sitting there, and he goes, "You seen the size of the guys we got playing for us? These guys are huge." He said, I saw two guys out there in the weight room. They got feet bigger than you. He looked at one of the coaches and said, they got feet bigger than you. Matter of fact, here it is. I knew I had this. Here it is right here. The great show Coach. Where is Coach? This is Luther. Have you noticed people getting bigger? <laughs> I was just in the weight room. You should see the size of the guys we got playing for us next year. I mean, they are huge. <laughs> just afraid we're outgrowing the planet. Look at the facts. In my day, I was considered big. <laughs> And Hayden, in your day, you were a big guy. And Dauber, when you played for us, you were the biggest guy we had. I just saw ten guys got feet bigger than you. <laughs> I'm just wondering where it all ends. I mean, if people keep getting bigger, then, you know, houses got to get bigger. <laughs> Which means towns are going to get bigger. I mean, it just doesn't stop. <laughs> and we're going to have to feed these giants. Where are we going to get the food? We're not going to get the food. Because there's not going to be land to grow the food on. <laughs> Just huge people running around looking for something to eat. <laughs> it means it's just a matter of time before people start eating each other. <laughs> that only leads to one thing. People just keep eating until there's one person left. You know, a 30 to 40 foot fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And there's the intro. I mean, that's the whole intro to the show right there. Nobody said a word but him. Hey, that's do you, great. Do you that's remember good TV, man? Do you remember the time that Luther branched out, left Minnesota State to go be a head coach himself, and got the school that hired him got him in big NCAA trouble? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> that's a great show, man. I, uh, I just received a very strange phone call. You didn't, by chance, run into a Coach Freeman from Harrison College today, did you? Yeah, yeah, at lunch. Uh, nice guy. We were eating at the same restaurant. You went to lunch with the team. Sure did. What? <laughs> well, the uh, NCAA just called. Apparently, Coach Freeman notified them because he said he saw you pick up the check for the entire team. You didn't buy lunch for the entire team, hey, did you? Luther? Don't worry about it, Barry. It wasn't any big deal. The most expensive thing was like seven ninety-five. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> loser. Don't you know that buying a player anything, <laughs> even a lunch, is a direct <clears throat> violation of the NCAA code? Well, I, I never thought of that, Bert. I mean, it was my first day. I, I was just trying to make an impression. Oh, you made an impression, all right. <laughs> we are going to be put on probation. This disqualifies us for any postseason games. Scholarships are going to be revoked. None of our games can be televised. And who in the hell would want to play for a school that's the laughing stock of the whole league? In one day, you have single-handedly destroyed a program I worked 15 years to build. <laughs> It was mostly pastas and salad. <laughs> <laughs>
you hear that one dude laughing before anybody yeah, he else He knew did. what was coming. That one dude in the studio audience knew what was coming. He looked at the look on Luther's face. Uh, it was mostly, mostly pastas and salads. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Yep, that was the great Jerry Van Dyke, Dick Van Dyke's brother in real life who passed away last year. Uh, yeah. Jerry did. Uh, he was a hoot now. <laughs> Luther. <laughs> Luther Van Dam. My buddy Neil reminded me, he said, did you know that Andy Griffith only drove Fords on Matlock? A holdover from his deal driving Fords on the Andy Griffith show. I did not know that. I didn't either. Have you ever had people that get all up in your business and bug you about the brand of car you're driving you know you got these uh, not not necessarily me but i drive a i drive a honda civic mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends ask me why i don't drive a truck <laughs> and i've I, you know i just i've never been a truck dude you know what you need to tell them what's that man? because i don't need a truck <laughs> because i got friends like you who also don't need them but you bought them so you could sit up a little higher and see the dang road. I know why you bought the truck. You hadn't hauled I, anything in the bed of that truck in three years. I like my little 1.5 liter turbo. It can get me where I need to go. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, I don't when have that to big worry tr- about. Hey, when, when when the apocalypse happens, you're yeah. gonna go a lot farther in that Civic than that truck's yeah. gonna make it. That's I prom- right. I man. promise you. Hey, but look, tell the truth. How many friends do you have that bought a truck? Because they think they need to be seen in a truck. Oh, I got a few. <laughs> I, got a I know few. a bunch of them. Yep. I know a whole bunch of them. <clears throat> the taller the truck, the shorter the dude. Most of the time. <laughs> 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 Y'all stick around. Back with you, rolling, 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 rolling here on this Wednesday, hump day, middle of the week, getting one day closer to uh, game day, which is Saturday. Another game has, is it, did, another game has bitten the dust? Yeah, that's it, I think. Arkansas State hosting Tulsa. They're going to postpone that one. Apparently, Arkansas State has had some major issues, COVID issues. Uh, so people reporting that that one is going to be postponed. Looks like. A, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say it looks like Houston versus North Texas is canceled also. So um, somebody put this out there. How about this? I mean, you got to almost feel bad for players at Houston. Well, you do. Um, they were supposed to play on September 3rd versus Rice, postponed by Rice. They were going to play. September 12th versus Washington State canceled after the Pac-12 decided to cancel. They were then going to play on September 18th last week versus Memphis, then postponed because of Memphis COVID. They rescheduled the game with Baylor for the next day, the 19th, postponed by Baylor. And now their game with North Texas is canceled, so Houston's next attempt is going to be this Saturday – well, it was going to be their next attempt. It was going to be this Saturday. So now it's just on to the next one, whatever it is. Yeah. Dad, gum it, man. I uh, I opened up a couple mornings each week at, at Live Oaks, so I listened to our sister station, 
yeah. 106.3, uh, the Clay Travis Show. And he said this morning that uh, it was a fact out by the CDC that 40,000 students have tested positive for COVID across America's universities and mm-hmm. colleges. Mm-hmm. And only two of those 40,000 have seen any lengthy hospitalizations. I saw that. I That's saw crazy. that. Is yeah. that not wild? Yeah. And the other stat, and again, you know, sometimes percentages are dangerous because they will paint one picture when in reality, you know, right. honestly. Gives you a false sense of reality. That's right. It can be because, you know, one or two percent of a big enough number is still a significant number of something. Sure. <laughs> you know, depending. So I understand that. But but still, overall, I, I wish I could find the stat. Somebody put it out there here. Here it is. The U.S. government has updated the survival rates. In other words, if you're infected with the COVID, your percentage chance of survival based on the rates. All right. So people up to 19 years old, the rate is 99.997% survival rate. That's kids up to 19 years old. If infected, the survival rate is 99.997%. From 20 to 49, ages 20 to 49, you get it. Survival rate is 99.98%. If your age is 50 to 69, you get infected. Your survival rate is 99.5%. And for individuals over 70... If you're infected with COVID, the survival rate in America has been 94.6%. That according to the uh, to the U.S. government. <clears throat> I find that very interesting. Hey, coming up in a minute, we're going to have a preview, a head-to-head matchup preview. We'll head over to Winsopedia and look at an SEC matchup for this weekend, see what the series history is. And our head-to-head matchup previews are brought to you by Matt Anderson, with National Land Realty. I'll tell you how to get in touch with Matt if you need to. We had an, uh, we were talking about... Um, no, no, let me go to Ghost Pepper first on the Country Pleasing text line 885-ESPN. He said, can you tell me again the mattress company that you used? Now, <clears throat> I'm happy to tell you about Nest and Wild, a great Mississippi company, Ghost Pepper. But I have to wonder why you're asking me that. If you're listening to my show and I am putting you to sleep, therefore you need a new mattress to sleep on. (laughs) It's good and bad. Do you really need a new mattress or was this your comical way? Because you're a very funny texter. Is this your comical way of telling me that the show is boring you? Can you tell me again the mattress company you used? (laughs) See, it seems yeah, to me you haven't mentioned it today, so that would that is kind of out of left field for him. And he used three question marks. Yeah. See, like if he, I'm thinking is if he's going, hey, I want to buy one of those mattresses. He mentioned it. What was the name of it? He would use one question mark. The name of the company is Nest and Wild. Nestandwild.com. Use code Bully Twenty B U L L Y two zero. You'll get twenty percent off your purchase and a free pillow top mattress pad to go with your. Order of any size mattress you want to order from them at nestandwild.com, a Mississippi company, and the thing is 100% American-made from top to bottom. Every mattress 12 inches thick. See, but he sent it with three question marks, which leads me to believe there's some sarcasm there. 
I'm gonna need clarification, Ghost Pepper, if you so don't you mind. You think the Ghost Pepper's running hot with uh, <laughs> with insincerity? <laughs> yes. Thanks for the pun. Yes, I'm afraid so. I'm picking up his sarcasm. Uh, somebody texted us, unnamed texture, said Matlock was fantastic. Fun fact: Mark Harmon on NCIS used to be part owner of a minor league team, the San Bernardino Spirit. Yeah, that's where McDonald's was founded, by the way, in San Bernardino. Yeah. Another fun fact, just throwing them out there at you. Yeah. The other one is Mark Harmon was also the quarterback for the UCLA Bruins. That's right. He was a heck of a ball player, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Um, unnamed texter said, hey, Matt, been away. Where is Roger? Roger is in heaven. His soul is in heaven with our maker, creator, our savior, Roger passed away in March of this year. And uh, his good buddy and our friend, and we were really fortunate. The Lord just kind of breathed on it and brought us JB. And here he is. March 11th. March the 11th. We lost Roger. Well, that kind of got me, man. I'm going to check out for a minute. Yeah, man. Rebel Chris from Pearl um, said, Matt, I like the Big Ten idea where the conference championship week, everyone plays their cross-division game oh their cross division same seed game gives everybody 13 games and helps with the bowl revenue you know uh yeah and 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 chris i need to read up on that i because i saw the idea then you start thinking okay when and and where and how do you decide like if it's your up opposite division same seed how do you decide who hosts it you know that so like where is kind of what I was trying to figure out part of it. Then the other thing is I saw hints out here of some proposal, like the bowl committee out here is trying to get the NCAA to eliminate for this year, obviously bowl eligibility rules. Well, the thing about that is that could be an interesting conversation too. I want to read the details because if you just eliminate it, then we're saying the bowls are just going to invite people regardless of record. They're just going to invite whoever might bring fans given what the limitations are at that particular time. So it to me, like I'm with you, it's a really interesting subject, but it's so new to me and I hadn't thought about it. I'm like, how are they gonna how are they gonna work that out? Ghost Pepper says he really does need a new mattress and it's not uh a joke. Okay. Go to Nest and Wild. I'm telling you, you won't go wrong. Every mattress they have, 12 inches thick, get a discount with Bully 20, B-U-L-L-Y 2-0, B-U-L-L-Y 2-0. On any size mattress, get a free pillow top with it. That'll tell them I sent you. And uh, they're a great company. It's a and really fine product. even if the bed product. doesn't sleep well, that's the best name in the world for a mattress. <laughs> yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yes. They pretty much nailed that one for sure. I guarantee you. All right, let's see here. I, I'm going to do the head-to-head matchup preview, and I'm going to play this flight song. Y'all see if y'all recognize this. All right, so this one is Alabama and Missouri. They're going to play this weekend in Columbia, Missouri. They have not done that much over the years, I promise you. Alabama versus Missouri. I'm over at winsipedia.com winsipedia.com looking at the series history in this head-to-head matchup. The preview presented by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. Y'all can call him at 601-408-5155. He can help you buy or sell that piece of property. 
drone touring, see the thing 360 degrees before you even set foot on the property. It's really cool. If you're selling property, he'll help you, you know, with the internet listing, getting reports on how many people are looking at your listing and what are they looking at and what are they clicking on. He gets you all that stuff. That's Matt Anderson with National Land Realty, 601 number 408 5155, 408 5155. So real quick, and we may come back and hit this again. Uh, they've only played six times in their history. Alabama leads the series four wins to two. I tell you what, let's come back and hit that again in hour three. I kind of pushed it long. There's some really interesting stuff in those six matchups between Alabama and Missouri. One of them in the SEC championship game. Hour three's coming up. We're going to talk with Matt Stinchcomb of the SEC Network. Stick around. 